Welcome to the River of Portland Church Podcast. Glad you joined us today. We are going to have an exciting message given by Pastor Mays about your need being someone else's seed. It's an incredible story here how God uses both you to bless others and others to bless you at the same time. He's a wonderful, mighty, all-knowing God, and I'm just so excited that we get to be a part of his plan each and every day. Anyway, as you listen, I know that the Holy Spirit will be talking to you as always. Hopefully, if you deposit something in this, I know that you're going to get something out of it as well. It's sure to bless you as it blessed us. And Come join us anytime. We'd love to have you. Jesus is still Lord. He's risen from the grave for you and me. He's paid that ultimate price that we get to spend eternity in glory with him. And every day is a reason to celebrate. Anyway, God loves you. We love you. And I hope you enjoy the message today. Thank you, Lord. If you got your Bibles this morning, we're going to start in 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. And I would entitle this message, Your Need is Someone Else's Seed. Your need is someone else's seed. In 1 Kings, the 17th chapter, we're going to read several verses here. The Bible says in uh, verse 1, Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilgad, said to Ahab, As the Lord of God of Israel lives, by whom I stand, there shall not be due a rain on this on these years except at my word. So he called a drought. Then the word of the Lord said in verse 3, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Sherev, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, and he went and stayed by the brook Sherev, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and, uh, bread and meat in the morning, bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up. See, sometimes people stay, stay around a brook too long that's dry because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord said to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, belong to Sidon, and dwell there. I have commanded a widow there to sustain you. In verse 9, he tells Elijah, Look, there's no more provision here. I want you to go to Zarephath, which is in a drought. There's nothing in Zarephath. There's a little widow lady there that's going to meet you there. But the little widow lady, we want to see in this passage of Scripture, has only enough seed for her need. But God is going to stretch her faith because He's going to, He's going to use her seed that she needs to sustain Elijah. So God said, I want you to go, and in, in verse 9, there's a widow lady there that's got something for you. So in verse 9, he arose and went 
uh, in verse 10, he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, there was indeed a widow there gearing sticks. And he said to her, bring me a little water in a cup. But as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Now look, look here in verse 12. And she said, she doesn't know Elijah. He shows up at, at, at Zarephath. She don't know him. But she recognizes in something in Elijah. And in verse 12, she said, as the Lord, look what it said, as the Lord your God live. He's not my God, but your God, that, that, that your God, I believe, is going to provide something for me. Because she knew her God couldn't give her nothing. Her God was not going to be able to, to, to create a miracle out of a seed. But our God, the Bible says, our God shall supply all of our need according to His riches and glory. And so we're talking about seed, sowing some seed. So He goes, He sends Elijah to a lady that has absolutely nothing. But what she has in her hand is going to produce a harvest. See, let me tell you something. What you've got in, if, if what you've got in your hand is not enough for your need, it's not your harvest, it's your seed. And here's where church folks miss it a lot. They, they miss this idea of seed faith. Well, now, you know, I put into church and they just want my money and all this kind of stuff. No, 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 you, we have missed this whole thing about sowing seed. We're going to find that out today. But anyway, he comes to the widow lady. And he says, now I want you to sow seed into my need. I want you to give everything you've got. Here is Elijah, comes to a lady that has nothing. She's done said her and her son's going to die. He said, now I want you to sow some seed into my need, and we're going to see God work. I mean, you guys can say amen or something. I mean, you know what I mean? It ain't that bad. So he takes this lady who has a little seed, and the Bible says here in verse 14, um, well, here's what Elijah said in verse 13. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Now he's asking this lady to not fear someone that she doesn't know. He's asking the lady to believe him that his God is able to produce a harvest. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as I have said. Isn't it just like a preacher? He said, Make me something first. And bring it to me. Now look at that. She's already said now. She she already said, I only have enough for me and my son. Elijah said, Look what he said. "Make Make me a cake first and bring it to me. And after it, make some for you, yourself, and your son, and everybody. Here it is. She's got nothing but a little seed. Elijah comes on the scene and he says, Look, I want you to make me something first. And go ahead. Here's how much I believe God. You make me something first. God's going to show you what He's going to do. And God, and, and, and look here. This is enough to make a mummy shout right here. In verse 14, he says this, The bend of flour shall not be used up, 
nor the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate many days. The bend of flour was not used up, nor the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of Elijah. Here is a lady who has nothing. When Elijah shows up on the scene, she has nothing. But she's got a little bit. All it takes is a little bit in the hands of God, and He can produce a harvest, bless God. And the Bible says that the bend of flour never... Do you understand that every morning that this woman, after she saw what Elijah did, or what after God did, that, that, he, that God provided for Elijah and her and her son, then every morning she goes out, and every morning she goes down to the band of flour. She's got to be wondering. Now that first day she's got to be wondering. I don't know about this. But the Bible says that the bin never run dry. And every time she went, there was always something there. Listen to me, honey. Every time you hook up with God, when you believe God, the well will never run dry. The bin will never run dry. And the little lady went and every morning she got some flour. And the jar of oil never run dry. When we hook up with God, we'll see God will do miraculous things in our life. We may not have much. But what you have, when you put it in the hands of the God who's more... Somebody help me this morning. I said, when you ain't got enough, if you put it in the hands of the God who's more than enough, He'll take care of your need, bless God. Somebody praise Him this morning. Now, talking about seed faith, my wife and I was in... Uh, Central America in Panama in 1996. I go to, uh, I'm doing a two-week revival at a Church of God church. We pull up that day, and they got a little building, and it's a pastor and his wife and two little girls, and they got a little building, and they don't, do not have a roof on the rest of the church. We're going to do two-week revival there. And so I look on the board... Over there, a lot of times, they'll put what everybody gives on a board. This will shake people up. It's like, okay, on, uh, on this board right here, Mike Thompson gave $8 last month. I mean, they would put it out for everybody to see. But anyway, that month, before we got there, that little church had took in $25 and something. Uh, it was... Uh, Twenty-five, thirty, or forty cent, and I'm looking at that board, and we're getting ready to start this revival. And I thought, my God, that's a pastor, his wife, and two kids, and they're living out of this church, and it's twenty-five dollars and something a month is what the church takes in. Well, I get up to start that first uh, service, and I said, now here's what we're going to do. Y'all need a roof on the church. Now we're going to believe God. For within two weeks, we're going to have the money. And I want you to think how this sounds to the average person. They got $25 a month coming in. I said, within two weeks, we're going to have the money to put the roof on the church. So I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start bringing seed. See, these people never heard of nothing about this. Seed, bring seed, bring something. Bring a banana. 
bring a peanut, bring anything, pick up a rock on the way to church. Let me tell you something. God is a miraculous God and can do anything. I said start bringing something in your hand to church. So they started. We started that revival. Are y'all cold? Okay. So we started that revival. And so they started bringing stuff in. And they raised coffee, and they were bringing coffee in, and it's so strong you can't drink it, but they brought it. And so they're bringing this in, and they're bringing seed in. Uh, after about the first week at that church, I get a telephone call from Trinity Fellowship Church in, in White House, which they handled our money for us in Panama. I get a call that morning where we were staying. We didn't have cell phones, but they called where we were staying. And this girl said, uh, Brother Herb said, uh, yesterday morning there was a, oh my God, said yesterday morning there was a lady that come by our church and said to give this to you. It was a check for $1,500. Now, I go back to the church that night, and I said, well, so I, want, I got a, a, a victory report. I said, you know, we've been sowing seed. I said, uh, we've just raised the money to put the roof on the church. Uh, tonight, we got the money, bless God, to put the roof on the church. And, and this man here and uh, uh, his little bride, this man right here, am I telling the truth? I called Mike and I said, because he's a welder, worked for a metal company. I said, Mike, I need y'all to come over and put the roof on the church. So they came over. Did you? They came over and we put the roof on the church out of nothing. You must get this. I said out of nothing. God took nothing, absolutely nothing, and created a miracle and put a roof on a church, bless God, because we had people who just believed and would put a little something in, bless God. If we could get people... I, I tell you, seed faith is so important. They mocked Oral Roberts for years about preaching about seed faith. But look what he accomplished in his life. Seed faith is important in the work of the Lord. Now, at that, after we got the, started on the roof, I had this guy come up one night. And he came up for prayer. And he said, Brother Herb... Through the interpreter, I do not have a job and I have three children. And the only thing left in our household is one dollar. One dollar. He's got three kids and he's got one dollar. He said, but you have talked about believing God. He said, I'm going to believe God that I'm going to put this dollar in the church tonight and I'm believing God for a job. Well, we prayed with him, believed God. Guess what happened? Y'all ain't got it. Y'all ain't got it. The next night we go to the revival. 
Here this guy walks in the, in the back. I see him in the back of the church. He walks in. He's got a security guard uniform on. He walks up to Arturo, the interpreter. He said, um, I, I'd like to testify about something. So he said, last night, he said, I put my last dollar in the offering. He said, the last thing I had, I put in the offering and gave it to God. He said, this morning I got a job at a security company, bless God, and God moved on him. Because he was faithful, bless God, and to sow that seed. Well, I'm going to ask you this. Is God any respecter of persons? Would he not do it to, it, I, I, I guess he went to sleep 2,000 years ago and not doing this anymore. This guy told me this morning, I, it's amazing to me, what, what, this guy, he, he's looking for a drive shaft, whatever that, I don't know what it is, I can't even change oil in a car. He's looking for a drive shaft. He can't find a drive shaft. Now the guy told me this. In church, you know he ain't lied in church. The guy told me this morning, said, I need a drive shaft for a record. He said, I can't find a drive shaft. Took two, took two days off work uh, trying to find a drive shaft. He said, finally, after all the aggravation, I said, uh, it's just a simple prayer. He said, uh, God, you've got to help me. Well, suppose you'd have, suppose you'd have prayed it before all the aggravation. And so he said, Lord, you've got to help me. A guy called him. He said, I think i got something down here. He went out in the yard. He said, that thing there is what you need. And he got the drive chair. Well, you know, it may not mean much to you, but it meant a lot to him. He needed the drive chair. Oh, God Almighty. Oh, good Lord. Where was I at? Now, we're talking about seed faith. Now, we won't go there for the sake of time, but we're talking about seed faith. What about John chapter 4, the woman at the well? The Bible says in John chapter 4 that Jesus needed to go, John 4, 1, the Bible says Jesus needed to go through Samaria. We know that the Jews had nothing to do with Samaria. They hate each other. But Jesus said, I need to go through Samaria. Why? There's a woman at the well that needs to sow some seed into my need. What's his need? He's thirsty. Now, Jesus goes to the well, and he goes to the well, and there's a woman there. I've often thought about this a lot of times. Jesus at the well, and the woman's at the well, and Jesus is thirsty. The Bible says he's thirsty. Why didn't he get his own drink? I mean, if you're thirsty, lay down and get a drink. But no, he's going he's to show something to the lady at the well. He wants to make an impression on the lady at the well and get her out of where she's at. And so he, he goes to the well and the lady is there. And he said, uh, give me a drink. And you know the story. And the lady said, well, you, why are you asking a drink for me? I'm a Samaritan. And Jesus said this. No, he said, look, just give me a little of that water. Because the water that I'm going to give you, 
Oh, come on, somebody help me now. He said, the water that I'm going to give you is living water that will last forever. So he takes the woman, causes her to sow a little seed into his need, and then she got born again. And the Bible says later on in that passage of Scripture that she went out and led the city to the Lord. And Jesus, and, and I always thought this was funny. Jesus knew. My God, He's omnipresent. He's everything. So He know all about the woman. But he, he told the woman, He said, go call your husband. Jesus knew she didn't have no husband. And so she, uh, she said, uh, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, you're so right. You've had five husbands. And the one you're living with now ain't your husband. And then what did she say? She said, I perceived. I perceive that you're somebody. And so Jesus made an impression with her at the well. Just by sowing a little seed. Sometimes we, 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 we take, and it could be, there is somebody out there today. That needs what you got. There's somebody out there that needs what you've got. I can tell you here with, with, with these two people right here. This I know I don't know anything much about them, but I can tell you this: they needed a touch from the Lord this morning. See, everybody needs something. Everybody has a need, and what you have is some seed to bless their need. We just got to use. We got to sow it, and so we turn over here into Galatians six, and we see in Galatians the sixth chapter, in verse seven, and we're talking about seed. The Bible says in Galatians six seven, "Be not deceived; God is not mocked." For whatever a man sows, he will reap. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reach everlasting life. And he said, let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm in my due season. I've sowed seed, and I, I, I'm getting ready for my due season. Now, it, it, it may not mean nothing to you, but I'm getting ready to have a due season, bless God. Now, in Galatians 5, and we're talking about sowing seed, and you have to understand this, seed produces after its own kind. If you plant corn, you're not going to get peanuts. Seed produces after its own seed. So what you sow will produce with what you sow. Well, I guess I'll get meddling here. In Galatians 5, verse 19, now here is, we're talking about seed. Now the works of the flesh are evident. 
adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresies. Man, they got a bunch of them. Envy, murder, drunk, and the like, which I tell you beforehand, I told you in time past, that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I had a preacher tell me several years ago, now preacher, you know the way you preach, these people are not going to sit and listen to that kind of preaching. You know, you got to have a, a, a you, you got to have a patty cake church. Just just patty coat. Everything's okay. Do whatever you want to do. Live like the devil. Do whatever you want to do. Come to church. Stay an hour, and you're okay. That ain't what the word said. But now look what he said here about the sowing of the fruit. He said, now the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there's no law. So what what is we saying? We said, I'm going to sow good seed into good soil. And he said, and those who are Christ, are you Christ's? He said, those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let's walk in the Spirit. So what he's saying here then, if I, if I can show some kindness or love, long-suffering, let me tell you something. I've been a preacher here at this church. I started it at 22 years I've been here. I've been tested with long-suffering. I have been through the mill with being patient and kind. Because I'll just be honest with you, there's times, there is times when all you want to do is slap them right upside the head. Because they won't listen. You want to do the best for them. Now, Andy, you fix you get in trouble back there, buddy. Bethany, you didn't you you didn't see this, but you're gonna get in trouble. But when we sow that kind of seed, I just told you that seed produces after its own kind. If we sow love, you're gonna get love back. You joy, you know. Show some joy. I mean, there's people out here. Let me tell you something. A, a, a lot of them come in every Sunday morning. I know there's no joy. But I can look on their face that there's no joy. Let me tell you something. If you woke up this morning and you had hot water, you ought to be in joy. You didn't have to take a cold shower. Well, I don't. I hope you took a shower. But if you didn't, uh, 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 you, you ought to be in joy that you woke up, that God gave you breath this morning, that you have another day to worship Him and serve Him. We ought to have some joy about that. 
Now, I'm going to do something different this, this morning that I hadn't done in a long time. Now, we've been talking about sowing seed. Now, how many in here could use, I'm talking about in your life, because God wants to do something supernaturally in the financial realm. How many this morning you say, now, Pastor, there's something I need in my finances? Is that anybody? Well, I got two. Everybody has got some need in your finances. Now, Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to sow a seed. Now, Billy, if they don't have, if somebody don't have a dollar, get them a dollar. But I want you to get in the habit of sowing some seed. And, and, and what we're going to do with this seed is we're going to give it to the veterans at Christmas. So the seed that you sow, we're going to put in to the veterans box. Church is not going to get it. Church ain't going to get it. Uh, Billy, I want you to take care of it. And, and, and the church is not going to get it. But I want you to get used to, 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 to sowing something and get used to it. And if you'll do that, you'll start seeing God start moving in your finances. I found this out a long time ago. Uh, I've come out of churches where uh, the, 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 you were browbeat about giving all the time. So you got turned. I got turned off about giving. But when I finally got hooked up with God, that never bothered me. That had, the, 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 the giving thing never, never bothered me. So what you do, if you be faithful, like the little guy in Panama that got the miracle. Now, you've got to believe, and you say, now, I'm going to plant my seed this morning, believing for a supernatural manifestation in my finances. Now, I'm going to ask you this. If you've done it today, you can do it next week. And that's how God uses people. Because poverty and lack, lack, being in lack, that's not God's plan. God's plan, let me tell you something. Do you, you think that God is sitting up there and He's saying, now, let's try to make it as bad as we can on them? No. God is up there wanting them to hook up to His plan. Very simple. And this is just one of the things, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, wasn't going to take up no offering, but I'm going to do this. I'm trying to help people. And so if you get used to that, to give something, and you say, now, I believe in God now, that as I plant my seed into a need, because this seed is going into a need for the VA hospital. Not going anywhere but buy stuff for our boxes for the VA. So when I, when I give my seed into that need, God is going to meet my need. Can we do that? 
All right, let's stand. Roy, sing me a needy song.